Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 149, recorded live on April 17th, 2010. And here are your hosts, the man who's got the original white faceplate on his 360, Dave Pillay. Hey! The man who's got a faux wood paneling faceplate on his 360, Andy Lowe, hi. And our guest this week, the man who could change the faceplate for every single day of the week, if not the month, Daniel Workman. How's it going? You, you, you probably could change it for every day of the month, couldn't you? I, I, I didn't probably change it for every hour of the day. <laughs> I, wait, yeah, you have 222 Xbox 360 faceplates listed on the website. Wow. Yeah, and we're looking to have a lot more within within the next couple of weeks. We're updating the site every day, so it's it's really exciting what we're coming out with. For those of you who um, are not on the main page and don't see the link, the uh, Daniel Workman here is from the website Exoflex. That's e x o dash f l e x dot com. He's all about the skins. <laughs> That's right. Flex your individuality and show some skin. Is that the uh, logo catchphrase thing? Yeah, that's that's the Exoflex oh, yeah. tagline. There it is. Nice. That's uh, I the reason I'm I'm silent is I'm scrolling through these skins and I'm absolutely in awe. <laughs> Some of these yeah, are we, really cool. <laughs> yeah, everything you see there, it's all from uh, it's all from independently contracted artists. So everything's original, and you know, it's 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 things that nobody's ever seen before. Yeah. Yeah, and some of them, some of them come out with some pretty crazy things. I, I don't know if I'd want to get an iPod Touch skin of the North Korean flag. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you'd be surprised. Actually, some people, so, you know, there's, there's sort of a market out in North Korea. I well, yeah, I could see that the customization I mean, you, out there. Never lose your phone out of a lineup. <laughs> you're like oh that one that one's mine yeah right there yeah yeah you think about it like uh, the all the gadgets nowadays they're all just black right right there's no you know there's no there's no Blair. real uh no, nobody really stands out from the crowd it's either you're black it's white or you know there's nobody that really has, yeah nobody has really any pop to their design so that's that's where we came in and decided you know Maybe somebody wants to maybe somebody wants to sort of you know make it make it a little more colorful. They want to add their own touch to it, and you know, exoflex.com came up, and I mean, we're getting we're getting a pretty good following. Nice. Yeah, like I think right now with the World Cup coming up, I have the uh, the England flag on my iPhone. So <laughs> yeah, Wayne Rooney fan till I die. So uh, how long has Exoflex been up and running? Uh, we actually got started in July of two thousand and nine. Oh, so um, almost yeah, a pretty, year. Yeah, fairly recent, and um, you know, just from there, it's 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 grown. It's grown pretty good. I mean, we've gotten we've gotten really good reviews. Uh, nothing but nines and tens out of tens. So, I mean, it's, it's something that that uh, the consumers really like, and I mean, hopefully, we can just we can just keep growing from there. Now, how so does this, no go go ahead, okay. Dave? I was going to say, how does this work? If I were to buy a skin, do I send you my console? Do you send me the skin? No, we would send you the skin directly, and the, the skins are actually very easy to apply to the consoles. I mean, uh, even if you do, even if something messes up, you just peel it right off. They're completely re, uh, they're re-applicable. You can, 
take it off as many times as you want, put it back on without it, you know, without it stretching, peeling or fading. Uh, it leaves, they leave behind no residue whatsoever. So, I mean, like the skin on my iPhone right now, I've had that on there for about a month and a half. I mean, anytime I take it off, I leave, it leaves me the same sleek surfaces, you know, when I first bought the phone. So this is not like a permanent attachment. Like once I put the North Korean flag on my BlackBerry, <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't no, you, get it off. Yeah, if you take if you're a, if you decide to change allegiances to South Korea, you're you're completely free to do so. Whew. you know, for that one time I decide to travel over to Korea. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, you can you can uh, not worry about what is it, uh, Kim Jong Il. Yep. Yeah, you wouldn't have to worry about getting on his bad side. So, how do you discover that? I'm. How do you discover the artists that you pick for your designs? Uh, you know, sometimes we just, you know, if you go to random art shows. I mean, there's people. There's people always looking to apply their craft. So, you know, you go to random art shows, and we just kind of seek them out. We start talking to them a little bit and see, you know, what their goals are. And I mean, it's like I said, some of them come up with some some really some really intense designs, and it's things that you've never seen before. I'm loving some of these patterns that you just have just like sitting there on the top of the web page. You can just scroll through some patterns. Looking good. Andy, I found one for you. What? Oh, which one? The, uh, no signal Xbox 360 skin. <laughs> the old TV broadcast default no signal. Oh, that might. But I've got the wood paneling on mine. I don't know if I want to. I, I always like hearkening back to the, the old consoles. Like the twenty six hundred. Well, it it would be. It's the no signal layer. <laughs> so what's the okay? So I'm looking on the top here. What's the difference between the exo? What's the snake skin? Or is that is that what everything's made out of? Is snake skin? Yeah, the snake skin. It's actually it's kind of a it's like a series of air channels, and that what they do is they prevent air bubbles from forming up. So uh, let's say you know when you, let's say for uh, a different kind of skin that doesn't have that that doesn't have that technology, mm-hmm. if you put if you were to put it on there, you get all those air bubbles and you'd have to smooth it out with like a credit card or with, you know, with a squeegee. Exoflex pretty much eliminates the need for that. Uh, if you, if by the chance that you do get air bubbles, all you really have to do is smooth it out with your finger and that's pretty much that. Huh. That's, <laughs> speaking of somebody who's got um, some horrible window tint on his windows on his car, that would be <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trust me, I feel you on that one. Oh. I, these are really nice products. Wait, what's you, the price range on these? I see things for like ten dollars, fifteen dollars. Is that yeah, and max people, or yeah, max would probably run you to about fifteen dollars, but you won't see anything get it. You won't see anything get any higher than fifteen. Um, we pretty much, you know, we we've matched. We we can match or beat the prices of any competitors out there. So, I mean, show show us one that we didn't beat, and we'll probably give you the skin for free. Well, I've got one right here that's seventeen ninety nine. Does that count? <laughs> you can find a cheaper one. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm looking around your. You've got Twitter feed. You've got Facebook page. How are you? Uh, how are you using these social media sites to uh, kind of expand your brand? Not to sound um, like a horrible, horrible person, but <laughs> no, we um, we can pretty much. I mean, with social media, the sky's the limit, really. Uh, we have, I mean, we're we're in the process of right now revamping our page, but we're going to actually add a, add our YouTube channel on there right now. We're on a, we're on youtube.com slash exoplex TV. Um, you know, with Facebook and Twitter, we can we can throw out contests, kind of get more people out there, 
show off new show off new designs. I mean, you look at other you look at some things on Facebook. I mean, some of the most random random groups on Facebook are like what a pickle getting more getting more uh, fans than Nickelback. They've got over like two hundred thousand fans now. I, so imagine I'm one of know, those. <laughs> yeah, so imagine getting out there and you know showing off a new skin to two hundred thousand different people. I mean, just getting a percentage of that would be unbelievable. So, I mean, I think social media is kind of like the new avenue to go nowadays. So, how? Because I'm I'm trying to get the the YouTube page to load. My internet action is not the best, but but like Mario is missing in action. It seems that doesn't seem to be very. Yeah, well, that's kind of skin-like. You know, that's, yeah, that's just kind of some fun that we have. I mean, with the YouTube channel, it's not so much. I mean, we don't want to just put, you know, 100% just commercials for Exoflex on there. You know, you want to have you want to have something that people actually want to watch sometimes. So, you know, it's going to be, obviously, it's going to be some of those random things. You know, Mario, you know, somebody took our Mario statue or, you know, we're going, uh, we were filming in Hollywood on Friday, just random interviews with, with different little, like, those celebrity lookalikes. I mean, it, it's it's just... A lot of stuff that, you know, again, people would want to watch and not just, you know, 100% of, oh, exoflex.com is awesome. Yeah, I'm looking at your blog here and I'm like, you actually have a video of the uh, Texas Stadium implosion. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, just some random stuff that, you know, we want to to kind of appeal to everybody, not just, you know, not just one certain market. I applaud you on that. How's that? Yeah, how's that working for you guys? Like, do you have any uh, metrics on your blog? Uh, the blog, it's kind of you know, it's it's the blog's growing every day. I mean, it's, we're still kind of new at it. I mean, we really we really haven't we didn't really start focusing on it until about a couple of months ago. But I mean, traffic kind of steadily increases for it. Uh, the Facebook fan page again, that was another one that we just we just started, and we're up to we're up to about four hundred fans. The YouTube channel in about two weeks has grown up to five hundred subscribers. So, I mean, it's something that it, it takes time to grow. But once it, once we get there, I mean, the sky's the limit with what we can do. Cool. Sorry, well, I'm just uh, staring now at the uh, rock band uh, guitar skins. Yeah. All right. I, I think we need to close this website at this point because Andy and I are just so enthralled by the product. Oh. Yeah, and the great thing the great thing about it is that everything's printed in house, so you can basically skin anything. I mean, we we had a presence at CES this year where we skinned uh, we skinned a flat screen TV. I mean, it's, it's it's insane. It's insane the things that you can skin. I mean, you look at anything. You look at anything out there, and it's like, man, I can throw a skin on that. Uh, I I didn't look too carefully, but I didn't see Zune on there. Do you do you have any plans for the old Zune thirties? Uh, we're actually, I think we were we were throwing measurements on it uh, about a week ago. So so uh, you can expect to see the Zune player on there pretty soon. Uh, okay. Right now, our big right now our big focus is actually getting the iPad. Oh, uh, I can believe that. Yeah, we're getting uh, we're getting some pre-orders for that. So, you know, we're skinning, we're we're working on the measurements, just, just trying to make sure that everybody's going to be satisfied with what we put out there. Cool. Now, what do you have to do in order to skin something? Like what, you said, you're taking measurements. Like, are you using just a ruler and a caliper? Or? <laughs> no, we actually uh, we actually use a you kind of use a tape measure. You just get the you get the dimensions of it. And uh, you know certain certain items they have they have different curves and stuff like that so you have to be careful with how you you know with how you cover it otherwise you're going to get wrinkles. Uh, so let's take uh, take like a flat screen TV for example. You would get the measurements of sort of the outside borders of it. Uh, you'd also want to get the shape of it, the <clears throat> and make sure that you know wherever you're putting it 
it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really wrinkle up. It doesn't, you don't have any of those like creases or anything like that. So it's actually, it's kind of a tedious process, but you know, uh, we have, we have a good team of engineers and they're, you know, they, they're getting better and better at what they do every day. Let's... Okay. I need to stop staring at guitars. <laughs> yeah. Turn, close the page, Andy. Close the page. Get uh... off of it. Exoflex.com, exo-flex.com. Uh, go check it out because it's really cool. In case you want to not have black on black in your black backpack. <laughs> the other website, of course, that you should all check out is uh, our survey. Yes, nine of you so far have done the survey. Yay, nine people. Our uh, feed burner says that there are 45 people, though, staring at feed burner. I might be a couple of those. Well, Dave, you can't take the survey. You I know. created the survey. So, yes, um, just to, we're going to keep on doing it for the rest of, I guess, the month of April? Yeah. Okay. So another two weeks. Sure. And there, don't forget there's the uh, Amazon gift cards as part of that. By taking the survey... And filling out your email address, you enter into our random giveaway. Yes. Which includes two $10 gift cards and one $20 gift card to Amazon.com. Just for filling out the survey, it should take you less than 10 minutes. It should take you less than three minutes. I would time it, but then um, I can't take the survey. Well, you could time it and not hit submit. Yeah, I could do that. But, all right, yeah. so with all that out of the way, we have a list of topics to get to. Yes, it, one's actually kind of surprising. Somebody broke the record for asteroids. I didn't realize there was a record for asteroids. I assume you mean the, the game, not like someone saw an asteroid larger than any other. Yes, I'm Dave. I'm pretty sure Cirrus is the largest asteroid. I was talking about somebody standing outside, staring up at the sky, and was able to see an asteroid. Well, it, you know, you didn't say anything about using a telescope or something, Andy. Dave, I'm trying to use sarcasm at the moment. Is it not coming through? Not entirely, no. Okay. I'm actually just willfully ignoring your sarcasm. Understandable. It's pretty much the only way I can get through these podcasts, yeah. So, so Daniel, um, is there a skin for asteroids? A skin for asteroids? <laughs> we can develop it. <laughs> That'd be cool. That that would actually be pretty awesome. I mean, I, I would love to skin it. I would love to skin skin an arcade cabinet. Oh man, get your get your uh, main box and then just skin it with the uh, customized skin on the outside. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that would be. You know, I kind of kind of probably gonna have to steal that idea from you guys. Hey, it's not the first time we have come up with ideas for people <laughs> that they have stolen or just used. Yeah, we're fine with I'll it. Be sure oh. to give you credit. Speaking of which, I should probably plug this. Uh, the Gamers Outreach Foundation Gamers Forgiving event is going to be on May 1st at Briarwood Mall in Ann Arbor. That's a Saturday, isn't it? It's actually U of M's commencement day, so Obama will be in town. Whew. It's going to be an interesting day. Yeah, that is. Okay. But oh, where were we? Where were we uh, asteroids. Asteroids, okay. I was trying to think of how we got back there. Um, Someone broke the record of asteroids. Yeah. How long did it take him to, like, oh, right here, 58 hours of continuous play? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, how do you I have could, much time? 
Yeah. Well, I guess if you're preparing to break a record. <laughs> Got to get all the obstacles out of the way first. That It takes less time for us to drive to Seattle from here than it, when it took him. Yeah. But, see, what I'm amused is that he actually survived for 58 hours. <laughs> you know, I, heard, like, I heard recently that, uh, that somebody broke George Costanza's record on Frogger, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved the last five minutes of that episode. That was just... The wait, I know this. I've been practicing for this my whole life. Yeah, and then it just turns into Frogger. Yep. <laughs> start the sound effects start coming in. Oh. <laughs> but man, 1982 is when the previous record was set. So that was... Wow. Yeah, that was. They, that's why everybody said it was basically considered a holy grail. It was the one record that nobody could beat. And somebody finally beat it. Now we all have, now all we have to do is find out he was on a performance enhancer. Seems to be the norm now. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's one part of of professional gaming we don't have to really worry about yet is perfa- uh, performance enhancers, uh, <laughs> at least biological ones. There there yeah, are I think certainly mods you can do. Now it's like how how have we come to the point where gaming can be performance enhan- performance enhanced? It's insane. Half man, half machine, steroids and <laughs> servos and everything. Yeah. Be a sad, sad day. All right, so what else do we have? Um, speaking of phones and such, it seems that mobile data traffic is actually going to rise 40 times over the next five years. Wow. Yeah. The, uh, are, are they basing that off of the previous year's growth? Yes. They, they forecast that in the U.S. alone, mobile handset data traffic will grow from 8 petabytes a month this year to 327 petabytes a month in 2015. Wow. That's a lot of petabytes. Yeah, and supposedly, I have to double, I have to find it again, but supposedly we actually had data surpassing voice communications over um, smartphones this year so far. So your phone is becoming less and less of a phone and more of just a... I... I'm still having trouble wrapping my head around the concept of a petabyte. <laughs> a thousand terabytes. When you think of it, how many millions of people in America have cell phones that are using the data plans now? A thousand terabytes? A month. Well, like, this says eight a month. Yeah, but still, that's a month. Right. Like, I, I, ah, <laughs> that's a lot of data. I'm just worried about the networks um, collapsing under the weight again. You mean like AT&T? Yeah. I know too much about that. <laughs> Do you have an iPhone? I have the iPhone. And I think, I think uh, he's got a point there. I, use my, I think I use my phone more and more as just kind of like a web browser than I do as an actual phone nowadays. Like, I think my minutes just kind of – my rollover minutes are just insane right now. But as, as far as the uh, – you know, as far as my data plan goes, it, it's crazy. I mean, I just use it mainly for texting and for just for the internet. It's it's it was kind of funny. I was actually talking about this the other day. It's like, when was the last time people have heard a dial tone? <laughs> I think I hear that. I think I hear that maybe once, uh, about once a day when I when I have to make a call out from work. Other than that, though, it's just like, yeah, all I hear is just silence before I start dialing. Yeah, it's I. 
I used to hear it at work when at the Census Bureau because we had the land phones. But then I realized, wait, these phones, I could dial the number ahead of time and then pick up the phone and it will automatically start dialing so I wouldn't have to hear a dial tone. Yeah, I mean, I, I get more and more shocked actually now when I see people that, I, that still have landlines at home. It's, it's sad that it's disappearing, but... I miss the dial tone. You miss the <laughs> dial tone, Dave? I miss the dial tone. Do you want me to get a ringer? That's just a well. That would be weird. A ringer. That would be a, the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a terrible ring. Yeah, I could do that callback. So it just. Oh God, I hate those. That would that would mess people up if you get the, a, the ringbacks. Yeah, the ringbacks, and just have it be a dial tone. <laughs> so people call me up, and it just starts ringing, and all of a sudden it just goes to a dial tone, and then people would be really confused. <laughs> we'll hang up and try again. Yeah. That'd be terrible. I hate ringbacks, though. I can, it, it I can get forces it. forces you to, to listen to their music. And I do not share the tastes of music that many of my friends have. You don't... Yeah, I don't know, uh, I don't know how much of Bieber I can really take when I call my sister. <laughs> that said, my boss, my old boss, had uh, the Superman theme. So it was always oh. fun calling him. Oh, yeah, I think I would just call him just, just to listen to it then. Yep, he picks up a, like, golly, don't pick up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll listen to the music, it's good. Um, Online advertisers, uh, well, sorry, TV viewers. Online TV. Online TV, like Hulu, and what else is there other than Hulu? Play on. What? Play on. Play on, okay. You know, if you go to uh, playon.tv, uh, and then all the networks have their own. So, like, there's CBS, ESPN, yeah, yeah. NBC, um, YouTube. It seems online TV viewers are willing to watch between six and seven minutes of ads per hour, which is higher than the current four minutes on average for online TV. I never realized I watch four minutes of ads if I watch something on CBS.com. Well, because the ads are usually longer. Yeah. Yeah, I think they usually average out to about 30 seconds each. Right, and sometimes they're like a minute. Yeah, there's no way to fast forward them either, so. <laughs> well, you just walk away from your computer for a second. Or alt-tab and watch something else. <laughs> Man, six to, there's, people are willing to basically double the amount of ads they're willing to watch per hour? I guess. <sighs> I know, it just seems like there's more than four minutes of ads on, on TV. There are. That can't be right. On regular TV, there are more than four minutes per ads. But this is like if you're watching something on Hulu, there are four minutes of ads during that show. Okay. Okay. I, I misunderstood that. I'm like, I, I swear there's like ten minutes of ads every half hour. Um, there's about eight to nine minutes. Depends on which uh, TV channel you're watching. But broadcast yeah. over the air television so, has about eight to nine minutes per half hour. So if you think about it, six to seven per hour versus... 16 to 18 minutes per hour? Uh, about 22 per hour. Yeah, I'd, I'd be willing to go with the 6 or 7. That's fine. Yeah, I don't think I would mind that. Granted, there is also just Pirate Bay, and you could just... Then you get it ad Bad Andy! <laughs> you get it ad-free. <laughs> Bad Andy. What? It, I'm just saying. <laughs> One of these days, Nielsen is going to call you up and ask you, and then they'll be like, Have you ever pirated TV? We know you have, so you are rejected. Bah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> That'll be fine. Hopefully Nielsen, there's a new Nielsen at some point. Yeah. 
or Nielsen manages to update themselves for the modern era. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I think they're still stuck in around uh, 95. <laughs> still stuck in like the 1980. Well, no, they've got a little bit more advancement. No, they're starting to do uh, web and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, I think they're starting to focus on dial-up now. <laughs> so, Plants vs. Zombies 2. Yes. I never played Plants vs. Zombies. What? Yeah. You never played Plants vs. Zombies? Never. How did I... Not how did, that I, I wouldn't. How did I learn about that game, then, if it wasn't from you? Uh, it was very popular. Huh. Daniel, have you played Plants vs. Zombies? You know what? I can download it right now, but no, I've never played it before. <sighs> supposed to be, like, a really, really amazing game. Yeah, I heard... Uh, I forgot who it was, but somebody got... Somebody scored this, the huge licensing deal with them... And it was actually, it was a really big deal, and I just, I don't ever recall playing it. I just, I'm still in shock that I'm the only one out of the three of us that has played Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'm really the king of useless apps. I mean, I, I have, <laughs> I've got like about four pages of apps that I, I probably just glanced at like one time. Huh. I will have to, to point out that they do say in the next one to ten years. <laughs> yeah, uh, Pop Thanks, PopCap. <laughs> They they pulled a valve there. They're like, yeah, it'll come out sometime. When it's ready. Yeah, when it's ready in the Episode next... Episode three, what? <laughs> <sighs> sometime between now and 2020, there will be a sequel. <laughs> it'll be one that you play completely with your mind. I kind of do want to try it out on the iPad, because I think it would be kind of neat with the, the touch screen, especially with the multi-touch. You could seriously get some... Decent gaming going on with that. I'm sorry, on, on what? On the on the iPad? Yeah, I, I actually had, I had a chance to try out the iPad. It looks like, I mean, as far as apps go, it looks like it's a lot more accessible. I, Dave, are you still in shock that I was talking about the iPad? No, it's, it's I'm just trying not to scream out in anger. <laughs> that it's just a giant iPhone, basically? It's not even an iPhone. <laughs> It's an iPhone with less features. But an iPod Touch. It's a giant iPod Touch. <laughs> That's all it is. With zero camera. Oh, have you, have you guys heard about the, uh, the new smaller form factor of the iPad? <laughs> I, I have not, actually. They are looking into making the iPad smaller. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Yep. Oh man, when I you kid you money, not. You know, when you can make money off of something, you can really make money off of it. And Apple has just found out a way to make money off of everything. Yeah. Well, hey, you want to think about making money? This is the, on the bottom of the list. But Blizzard earlier this week released two new pets to their online pet store. One of them is a a like celestial mount. My boss bought one. To buy one, you have to get into a queue because their servers were getting hammered so hard with requests to buy one. There were 40,000 people in the queue. Oh, my God. Let's assume that half of them bought it. It's $25. Oh, man. In a day, Blizzard made half a million dollars. (laughs) That is ridiculous. Just, oh, my God. God, the the potential to make money that these people have. <laughs> I, I that's I'm speechless on that one. 
Yeah. That's ridiculous. I love how it can travel at the really fast speeds, but only if you have a really fast mount already. Uh, not if you have the fast mount, just if you're trained in those speeds. Well, no, it says, and it will travel at 310% speed if you have at least one other 310% mount. Oh, I guess so. Ah. Yeah, it scales up with your mounts. Oh, man. I remember when, like, 100% was a fast mount. Yeah. God. I also remember when you had to be level 60 to get it, and it cost something like 1,000 gold. Yep. Now you get that mount at level 40, and it's like 100 gold. <sighs> God, half a million you know, you dollars first, in yeah. just digital. Oh, it's just boom. They turned a switch, and they made half a million dollars. Just watch as the money rolled in. Oh, man. It's like- what do they do with all that money? <laughs> Invest it into StarCraft 2. <laughs> From the looks of it. They could skin their... They could use it as wallpaper. <laughs> they could buy enough skins from you to, to skin the building. I wish. I mean, I wish I could just go over there and just, I mean, stand outside of their offices and try to sell it. You, they could probably... Well, you probably couldn't use World of Warcraft-themed stuff, could you? Well, not without their permission, yeah. but that yeah. might not be a yeah. bad yeah. thing to look into. Yeah, licensing is is a is something is definitely a way to go with with uh, with this industry. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine how many sales you'd get if you had like the cover of StarCraft: Wings of Liberty as your skin? Oh man, can't even imagine. I mean, if they're if they're making money off of just <laughs> off of just mounts, then yeah, I, I, oh. I shudder to think what we can do with skins. Might not be a bad idea to look into. <laughs> you would, yeah, definitely not. You might be crushed under the weight of all that <laughs> money. Just <laughs> money, nothing. Your servers are going to choke. <laughs> yeah, well, I think uh, some WoW fans are definitely uh, they're definitely a different breed. They're they're kind of crazy. Yeah, WoW fans and Penny Arcade fans, man. That's that's it. Yeah, Penny Arcade. I mean. We were uh, we were looking in we're looking into going into uh, to Pax West this year. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's something that we can you know we can jump on. Oh, that'd be cool to see uh, you guys there. Yeah, they're you know they're 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 becoming a force to be reckoned with. I mean, I remember I remember hearing about them about a year ago, and now they're they're already expanding to the East Coast, and they're getting about two shows a year. So, yep. Oh, they did. Uh, they published the numbers for that, Andy. Oh, there were fifty two thousand attendees. Whew. So basically, they were matching last year at. No, it was last year uh, seventy five thousand. Uh, at Prime? Yeah. No, it was like sixty some thousand. Okay, if that. Wow. So yeah, they they are uh, pretty much on par already with it. Yeah, like they couldn't have made it bigger. Fifty two thousand nine hundred was the final attendance. Okay. <laughs> and that's their first time on the west on the east coast. I mean, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Wow. But, I mean, they're surrounded by all of these tech schools. There's something like 250,000 students in the Boston area. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a, a, that's a market they can definitely capitalize on, and especially considering that E3 doesn't, you know, they don't allow just the general public to, to go into these shows. I mean, PACs can definitely, uh, they, they can turn themselves into an alternative. Yep. That's kind of what it started as, was they saw how terrible E3 was getting, so they said, we're going to just throw our own. <laughs> uh, 
All right. So what's this about Microsoft, Andy? Um, so remember how we talked about last week about the, the pwn to own winner? Yeah, saying that, screw you, find your own bugs, yeah. I'll teach you how, but stop doing what you're doing. Yeah, so he talked about using fuzzing to basically inject um, numbers and stuff in vulnerabilities and code and all that craziness. Um, it turns okay. out Microsoft is using fuzzing on their own, and they're putting, oh, good for that. They're putting a little twist on it. Um, they found more than 1,800 bugs in Office 2010. By creating Oops. a fuzzing botnet, basically. That's kind of cool. So they basically took SETI at home and made it do the fuzzing attacks on Office 2010 over the weekends while nobody was at the office. Nice. I'm, I'm a little concerned about the 1,800 bugs that they found. Yeah, that was a little... Uh, but Given that I'm running the 2010 beta... I just love it that the old way of fuzzing, which involved a tester setting up a fuzzer on a single machine and letting it run as long as a week, these guys can do 12 million iterations without a lot of effort. Set it, set it up, go home, come, on a, come in on a Monday, and have the results listing all theirs. That's really cool. So they could just do millions of iterations each weekend. So that's it's really weird, but it's also kind of neat where they just take, oh, we're getting attacked by botnets. Well, I wonder if we could use one for good. <laughs> Yay, positive use for bots. <laughs> All right. What else we got? Um, Twitter can predict the future. How? Okay. So... Um, you you got to explain this one to me. It seems that the social computing lab at Palo Alto, California, found that using only the rate at which movies are mentioned in Twitter could successfully predict the future revenues for that movie. <laughs> so the more a movie is mentioned on Twitter, the higher the its revenue better it does. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you could do that to predict the next uh, Oscar winner. <laughs> Pretty soon it'll be able to predict the next president. <laughs> well, you think about it. Obama was the first one to be on Twitter. Out of, yeah, out of but the I candidates. wonder at the end whether he was uh, the the highest tweeted. Oh man, I think Twitter is going to Twitter is going to run the world soon. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it has Facebook and Google to go through first. Oh yeah, Google is. I think Google's on its way. Google owns the world already. We just don't know it. Aside from China, what I heard. <laughs> yeah. So what other sort of things do you think Twitter could predict, Andy? Well, they're saying it could predict things like um, why not elections or sales or products and stuff like that. It's. <laughs> I guess it's kind of a self-feeding cycle. Yeah. You know, the more people who, who like the product, the more they'll tweet about it, which means more people will hear about it, which means... There's also the ease of retweet, I guess. Especially now where it doesn't even... Basically, it just shows up on other people's right. feeds as from somebody else, not from you as a retweet. So, God, predicting the future using Twitter. Psycho history at work. I lo they also used Mechanical Turk, which I'm not sure if we ever really talked about it, but it's basically... Dave, Dave have you ever used the Mechanical Turk at all or no? Uh, I don't think so. I remember we talked about it once. 
Where, or I might just be thinking of the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Um, you can just have people do simple tasks, and they can earn money. So you can basically just have a lot of people do something simple, and then it's basically a temporary workforce that you can hire through Amazon. Right. They um, had human workers rate the sample of the tweets, and they trade uh, an algorithmic classifier to derive a rating for the rest of the 3 million tweets that they used. And it became even more precise. So now they were able to not only how many times it was mentioned, but the quality of the tweet. And it became even more exact. That's disturbing and really, really cool. (laughs) (sighs) That is, yeah. Makes me want to follow my Twitter feed more often now. (laughs) Because I have it up and it's just... You just don't read it. No, not... It would also help if I actually spelled Twitter correctly. That that would help a lot. There we go. Oh, first one that I have on there. Porn for the blind. What? <laughs> that is most no joke, my most recent Twitter feed. From that you've received. <laughs> yeah. From CNN. Porn for the blind. Porn from for the blind. Okay. That is a slow news day at work. Yeah, man. Wow, it's a Saturday with nothing going on. Oh, CNN, thank you very much for that. (laughs) (sighs) All right. um, United States Postal Service is using video games to help with training. You mean the United Parcel Service? Whatever the big brown trucks are. Yeah, that's UPS. That's not the United States Postal Service. Okay, so the United Parcel Service. Yeah, UPS, is used, as they are commonly known. Yeah, are using video games to help train new drivers. Yeah, they have a, a 30% failure rate of new recruits. I've actually heard that number be much higher before as well. So now they are um, having them in a video game that places them in a driver's seat and have them identify obstacles. And they also have a miniature village where people drive around in a real truck and must successfully execute five deliveries in 19 minutes. Cool. That reminds me of Safety Town back when I was younger. Yeah. You're on your little... Trainees are also taught to wear rings on their... wear keys on their fingers instead of wasting time searching for them. Wow. I do that when I was... Do you know that UPS drivers make, on average, something like $70,000 a year? I could see that. They are crazy, though. They're also about to hire a lot of new drivers. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So I think it was like 10,000 new drivers across the country. That is a lot of drivers. Oh, I think I got into the wrong industry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like 70,000 a year for driving around? Oh, man. (laughs) Except you have to wear those horrible shorts. Oh, darn. (laughs) Those like brown hot pants? Yeah. Andy, pay me $70,000 a year, and I'll wear a tiara. <laughs> yeah, you pay me $70,000 a year, and I'll show up to I'll deliver boxes in a tutu. Yeah, really, I don't care. <laughs> I'd, I'd be making enough that I could salvage my own pride later. <laughs> oh, I love how the, the, the last line, though, the training area where, which teaches UPS employees how to thoroughly destroy a package was not mentioned in this article. Well, that's just innate. Yeah. You just have to know how to do that. Yeah, I think that just comes second nature. 
it was oh man i love that when i got my my shoes i was in there checking the mailbox which is next to my door but it's not my door i see the ups guy literally like open up this little entryway in our apartment complex he opened up the entryway through the box of shoes at my door it hits the door falls down and the guy just turns around and leaves it's just like well that was very kind of you Jeez, thank you. I'm glad I decided not to order any sort of glasses or yeah. breakable object. Well, you know, he, he had deliveries to make. I, I guess you got to fill a quota. I, I guess you got to fill a quota. Um, there's a project to get your grandma online. I don't think my grandma could get online. Well, both of mine, I, are, I don't, both of mine are dead. So then we would yeah, go back well, to Plants vs. Zombies. <laughs> oh, I God. think uh, I think the grandma's online would be a bad idea. I mean, my, my grandma kind of gives us a guilt trip when we don't answer the phone, so I can imagine just the repercussions if I didn't answer her IM. Or missing Skype or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can be accessible to my grandma for 24 hours a day. That's just... I can just see the, the, the Facebook pages now. How come you never reply to my wall? <laughs> why did i try to add you on farmville and you didn't accept <laughs> writing you out of the will for that <laughs> oh dear it kind of makes sense now i think uh the average age for grandmas is about what 34 yeah well 18 times 2 so 36 yeah i mean i'm I'm 22 and i'm kind of i'm, I'm a bit concerned that i'm not a grandparent yet so Oh dear, I thought we could go a couple months without getting one of these, but Andy snuck it in. Aha, ha 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 ha. Because we've missed like two months worth. I know. But March sale numbers, they're back. $1.5 billion in sales over, the, over March. Is this up or down? This is up from last year. Okay. So that's a plus. We're back well, out there of were the... Some, there were some... Big releases. Yeah, like God of War 3, which sold 1.1 million units. Pokemon sold 1 million. Final Fantasy 13. Pokemon really sold 1.8 million. Oh, you're right, because people, there was silver and gold. Right. Soul Silver and Heart Gold. Evidently, Soul Silver is the more popular. I've never been a fan of gold. I've always liked the silver. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> FF13 came out, and we have to remember it's cross-platform. So that's 1.3 million right there. Although the PS3 version outsold the 360 by about 2 to 1. I, didn't Microsoft at E3 a couple of years ago be so excited, saying, hey, we finally got a Final Fantasy game? And um, It wasn't a couple of years ago, but yes. It, it was last year, I think. Eh. Uh, I'd, I'd still be pretty pleased, because if they didn't, that would be 1.3 million for the PlayStation 3 and zero for the 360. Yeah, that is true. Taking a third of it away, I'd say it's pretty successful. Yeah, fine. <laughs> so the, the, it's the uh, side note, the PS2 is still on the freaking hardware list. Nice! And it almost beat the PSP. The PSP. Oh, more people bought a play. Almost more people bought a PlayStation Two than a PSP. 
That's that's sad. You got PS2 skins, Daniel? I believe we have PS2 Slim skins. Don't quote me on that though. I don't know if I don't know if we uh I don't know if we skin the PS2. Well, you have the Sony PS2 slash PS3 on their list, so... Yeah, there it is. Oh, you have the regular and the slim. Ooh. Ooh. I have an old PS2 that could use some love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, there's the no signal. Oh, that is a cool signal. This Isn't it? Yeah. I told you you'd like it. Huh. All right, we got to get off this page. <laughs> off the page. Off the page. <laughs> okay. Um, we must not get sucked in. <laughs> you could use Exoflex in Scrabble now because it's a proper name. Yeah, no, you can't. There's, is there one or are there two X's? For Exoflex, there's two X's. Yeah, uh, in Scrabble. Well, you could use the oh. blank tile as another X. That's true. So, yes, you could use Exoflex. <laughs> Which seems Although so wrong. There's no hyphen, so I'm not sure you can. But still, proper names in Scrabble? Yeah, that's, I think, a bad idea. That's just, that's wrong. That's just, oh. That would have made, made our head-to-head Scrabble game completely different. Yeah. Spokeswoman for the company said the use of proper nouns would add a new dimension to Scrabble and introduce an element of popular culture into the game. That's not the point of Scrabble. <laughs> I think it was the exact opposite of why Scrabble was made. Oh my god, I can't believe they're doing this. This is... Ah. <laughs> Place name, people's names, and company names. How can you check that? I've seen some of the most bizarre spellings of names. Like A-U-X-O-E. Um, I guess you'd have to go to Google. And do what? I mean, do you have to produce a birth certificate or something? I, well, uh, hmm. No, it would be really yeah, funny, though, is if you took, if you if you were really had to, like, if you were, it was a close match, really wanted to win, you would go and, um... Play your play your word on the the Scrabble during the tournament, and then they would have to go to the computer to check it. And by that time, like they go to the computer to check your the word you just created. You just create a website. Yeah, you create a website and file for some sort of LLC of a company with that name. <laughs> Be like, what? It exists. See, I just because it existed ten seconds after I played the word, you know, whatever. Technically counts. Yeah. They would just add an old, whole other level of strategy to Scrabble. Is how quickly can you file that LLC? Well, except it takes a couple of weeks for the state to receive it and process it. Fine then, spoil my little plan. Yeah, same day processing is like 150 or $500, something like that. Amen. Some ridiculous amount. If you're in a Scrabble tournament and the prize is a lot more. <laughs> it's a necessary same lot. day is not instant, Andy. <laughs> but the... Uh, uh, Fine. So what's the problem with Java now? There's a security hole in Java 6 uh, that just was discovered. It is being exploited. Update Java. You want to have at least uh, 6 version 20. But man, Java is like used for everything. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like a, supposed to be a huge security hole. So go update Java. All right, where's my Java? 
How do you update Java? Well, you can go to java.sun.com. Well, that's for the software developers. I don't need that. No, no. It's, you want to do the, uh, the GRE. JRE. Not GRE. Okay. JRE. Java Runtime Environment. So you go to java.sun.com, go to Downloads, Java SE, and then at the top it says JDK 6 Update 20, and you want the JRE. If you have Java set to automatically download the updates, you'll get that update eventually, but then you're still browsing with a security exploit. Ah. So, yeah. That's Java. Hmm. Uh, Andy. Yes. How expensive are video cameras? Like, really quality ones that they use on TV. <sighs> they are... You're talking to... Um, well, the really nice TV cameras, the HD ones, are probably 12000 to $20,000 just for the bodies. You're adding the lenses. Those, that's probably another five grand. So 25000 to, like, $30,000. Okay. Uh, give me one sec, because I'm looking up the price of a Canon 5D Mark II. Okay. Because that is what NBC is using to shoot the house season finale. Wait, they're using a digital SLR camera to shoot the season finale of house. A $2,500 digital SLR camera. Plus the price of the lenses. So, you know, add another 5000 6000 But still, that's just... Yeah, well, it, it's because these cameras have gotten so amazing. <laughs> it, like, it's, oh, it's just so weird trying to wrap my head around that, especially dealing with the TV and video cameras and stuff in classes. And it's just like, oh, yeah, we could do this just with a, with a digital SLR camera. For a tenth of the price. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. That is, that's crazy. It's just, oh, so weird. So wait a second. We have another pilotless aircraft of some kind. We have many at this point. Is this- uh, but this one, this is one of the navies. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, to patrol the coast and over the oceans. And it, it, this was the test flight. And on the test flight, it saw a little boat that shouldn't be there. And so it followed it. And... Uh, they found a drug deal, and so the Coast Guard was di- uh, dispatched, and they found 60 kilos of cocaine. <laughs> On the test flight. Boys, man, I'd be like, if I were either the programmer or the controller or the engineer, I'd be like, that's why we did this. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Look what we... It's like, you do it and be like, check please. Yeah, like I'll take my bonus. Thank you. Oh my goodness, that is crazy. It's also crazy that I really can't access these Gizmodo web pages because of their stupid ads. I uh, I'm not having a problem with. Well, I'm just watching the buffer of the audio recorder just completely fill up to about forty five percent once I open the page. Yeah, that's no. Stop opening those pages. I I am. All right. Last topic. Sure. And then random. Sure. Are we Are we good on time? Yes. Okay, there is a new burn treatment. You basically print cells onto the burn. So you're printing skins. (laughs) I suppose so. (laughs) Sorry, I just... How appropriate a topic. 
perfect time. I just saw that and I'm like, I, I, I can't pass that one up. That was just, you're using an inject That's... printer to print skin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Daniel, do I, you I... have an offshoot of uh, Exoflex here? <laughs> I... <laughs> designer burn skin printing? <laughs> A designer skin graph? Yeah. <laughs> we can probably skin a tattoo on you. I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, wow. I'm sorry, Dave. I, this I, was I, a completely serious topic, and I you, just yeah, whatever. That no, okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's cool. Whatever. I'm done. Random topic. Wow. <laughs> no, no, you can you can go on. You can... No, no, no. By, uh, that's 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 uh, that's it. That's cool. I see. <laughs> well, fine then. The random topic. <laughs> we uh, rolled ahead of time. I rolled a four. Side note, we only have five topics left, so if you want to suggest a topic, now would be a good time to do so. Any time would be a good time to do so, yes. but now would be really nice and helpful for us. Yes. Um, they rolled a four, and it was science fiction versus fantasy. They're pretty much the same thing oh no 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 oh yes no yes it's got cards uh, i i fully agree with this quote the only way to tell the difference is the cover of the book if it has rivets it's science fiction if it has trees it's fantasy wow they are the story could be entirely the same one you call it magic one you call it technology it comes out to be the same thing so wait, Dave, are you saying that you call the Lord of the Rings trilogy sci-fi then? I am saying no, because it has a tree on the cover. If you look, Fellowship of the Rings has them climbing a hill and it's a little forest area. So you could, you could say that if they change the setting of the Lord you of the Rings... the same story, science fiction, with minor tweaks. That, but they're, they're two... Comp- completely different things it just it would not, not if the ring operates on some weird uh, uh you know em wavelength that alters your your thoughts and creates some sort of invisibility cloak surrounding the person yeah and then they have instead of the the flight tell me the difference andy between a cloaking field and an invisibility cloak there isn't one yeah and the the uh the elves could just be aliens of different types. Right. Well, I mean, look at the difference between a, a Tolkien elf and a Vulcan. There isn't one. Really? Is there really? Yeah, there really isn't much of one. God, now this is just blowing my mind. Yeah. That's like why sci-fi and fantasy awesome. areas in bookstores are the same area. Well, congratulations, Dave, on just killing this random topic. <laughs> Revenge! Oh, Kill my printer topic. <laughs> I'll destroy the random topic. All right. Wait, how would, I, how would I, Gandalf then work for sci-fi? I'm trying to think of this. How would the wizard work? Thinking he would be just some head scientist. No, he just has... Hmm. Aha! See? The staff. The staff. What about the staff? The staff. The staff. 
the staff produces various fields. So Gandalf will be a All right. mad Andy? scientist wizard. Andy? Andy? Yes? Do you remember Arthur C. Clarke? Yes. Do you remember his very, very famous quote? No. What is it? Something along the lines of technology that is sufficiently advanced will be indistinguishable from magic. Okay, yes, that quote, yes. So Gandalf just has some really advanced technology. (sighs) So Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) What are your thoughts? Sci-fi versus fantasy. Sci-fi versus fantasy. I I mean, I really do. I think that it's it's actually kind of possible. You just change some of the elements and they're basically the same thing. I mean, you could take Star Trek, for example. They could just be a group of wizards that travel from planet to planet. Alternate dimensions and stuff. Exactly. I mean, look at, take a look at Star Wars. I mean, I think Darth Vader could do his force choke. Right. The force is totally magic. Damn it, he's agreeing with Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I I couldn't I mean I couldn't help it. I just it was too convincing. <sighs> Fine, I'll admit defeat. Yes, there is no difference between the two of them. <laughs> no, there, as I as Scott Card said, the difference is if it's rivets, it's science fiction. If it's trees, it's fantasy. If it's a tree with rivets on it, then you have a problem. Cuz the tree's going to die. You, well, not necessarily die, but it's a very poor tree. It's got rivets in it. For it. Yeah. yeah. Trees can live with stuff in them, Andy. I know. There's a tree house up at north that is yeah, still... Go, go drive a nail into a tree and see what happens. Yeah. It generally just ignores it and keeps growing. If you drive enough of them in there, then you can kill the tree. Yes. Yes. So, Daniel, before we go... <laughs> What what was that website that Andy and I are never allowed to look at when we're recording again? I believe it was www.exo-flex.com. That sounds about right. <laughs> you can also uh, you can also check us out on YouTube. It's at uh, youtube.com/exoflextv and Facebook. I mean, I think the address is way too long to say on here, but just search us on Facebook at exoflex. Just check out my Facebook feed cuz I just friended them. Or I became a fan, or whatever it is now. You just became a fan. Yeah. Oh, maybe we should let RA Podcast become... I don't know, can groups become fans of other groups? I think you can. I believe. Oh, maybe RA Podcast will become a fan of Exoflex. That could work. <sighs> I have to go and remember the... Oh, there is no login for RA Podcast, because it's tied to my account. Right! Ah, ha, ha. Nice. <laughs> I think. <laughs> All right, well, it's been a while. Daniel, thank you for uh, coming by, stopping by, saying hi. It's not a problem at all. Thanks a lot for having me, both, both of you guys. Oh, no problem. It was fun. And yes. everyone else, go take our survey. I'm looking at you again. Andy's looking at you. Go take the survey. I've got eyes in the back of my head staring at you. That is all. <laughs>